Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. As we end the month of November, and it seems like we're starting to get into... You know, Hot Stove is really starting. There are a bunch of deals that we will uh, update you guys on in just a little bit around Major League Baseball during that segment, uh, and that's towards the end of the show. But today for you guys, I have a few things I want to get to. Juan Soto, possibly trade for Juan Soto. There is a Baseball article, a Baseball America article, excuse me, that says the Phillies are one of the top five teams that have the prospects to pull off a trade with the young superstar Juan Soto from the San Diego Padres. Also, we'll get to underappreciated Phillies as we continue that this offseason, where I've done a few so far uh, with Scott Rowland. I believe the last one I did was Hector Neris. Um I'm an idiot for not remembering the last person I did for underappreciated Phillies, but I'm pretty sure it's Hector Neris. Why don't you tell me actually out there? Uh, but yeah, so a few things to get to today. Let's start with Juan Soto. And there was an article, I believe it was John Stolness, um, that shared this out. The, the title being Juan Soto Trade, Five MLB Teams with the Prospects to Pull It Off. And the Philadelphia Phillies come in at number four. So it starts off with Phillies are limited in what they can offer, but they have enough pieces to get a deal done. Okay, it sounds like Brandon Marsh may be too big of an ass for one year of Soto and top prospect Andrew Painter likely isn't going anywhere, but a deal topped by young fellow uh, center fielder Johan Rojas and top 100 prospect right-hander Mick Abel makes for an intriguing start. Now, there's Justin Crawford, who had a really good year in his first year. Um, Griffin McGarry. Also, there's also young international shortstop Starlin Caba, Brian Rincon, and William Bragola, who are also mentioned in the article. So apparently, the Phillies are one of the top five teams that have the prospects to get it done. 
So I asked the question to you guys out there. Should the Phillies trade for Juan Soto? Should they trade for the young superstar that helped the Nationals win a World Series back in 2019? And, you know, people say he's, you know, the next Ted Williams, and he's definitely put up a lot of incredible numbers throughout. He's only 25, uh, you know, throughout the first five years of his career. I believe his first year was way back in 2018 with the Nationals, uh, and he's been an incredible hitter ever since coming into the league. So I ask you guys out there, should the Phillies trade for Juan Soto? And I'm going to tell you no. Why? It really comes down to the Phillies farm system. And I know you could say, oh, well, the Phillies, uh, you know, you never know with prospects. Well, you know what? The Phillies haven't had great a great farm system in a really long time. I'm not saying they have a great one right now, but they have been going in the right direction. Sam Fold and Dave Dombrowski, they have done a good job as far as I know, in free agency and the additions that they've made to the teams at the deadline. I think Sam Fold and Dave Dombrowski have just done a really good job. Pretty sure Dombrowski and Fold are the ones that hired Preston Mattingly, who is now the assistant GM for player development, and he's done a pretty good job. Look, Bryson Stott. He's obviously, he made that leap this year. Bryson Stott, one of the younger players, has made that leap. Alec Bohm made some progress this year. Okay? And Johan Rojas, too. I will get to the, the players that the, the Phillies have currently in the farm system in just a second. But Preston Mattingly, you know, now assistant GM for the player development, he's done a good job. In 2021, this is just according to fan graphs, but in 2021, the Phillies had the 27th ranked farm system, according to Fran graphs. And now in 2023, they have they jumped up to 19th ranked farm system according to the website. So they've done they've made progress. They've jumped eight spots just according to fan graphs, but they have jumped eight spots according to a, a good website, a good, very sorrowful website, who's one of the top websites, you know, in baseball, you know, especially, you know, over the last decade or so. So the farm system, it's been headed by Fold, Dombrowski, Preston Mattingly, all have done a good job so far. And then you get to the players they currently have in the farm system and are coming up. Like I said, Stott, Boom, Rojas, all making progress. Orion Kirkering, I know he wasn't perfect, but he's shown a lot of promise early on, you know, a few appearances in the regular season. You know, he was voted to have the best pitch in the minors. I'm pretty sure his slider was the best pitch in the minors. So Ryan Kirkering already showing a lot of promise. Justin Crawford in his first year, uh, I believe in Double A. I want to say Double A or whichever it was. I think it was, I think it was with Reading. Um, it was 2023 with Jersey Shore and Clearwater. He's done a really good, he's done a good job so far in his first year. Carlos De La Cruz last year was really good. Seems like he's a pretty good power hitter coming up in the Phillies minor league system. I mean, Mitch McGarry, Mick Abel, Andrew Painter, these are all supposed to be young, promising arms. I know Abel and McGarry don't have, haven't shown it perfect stuff yet, but you don't what they've, they've shown promise. And especially the Phillies haven't had young homegrown arms since Aaron, I mean, Aaron Nola, it's really been the only one, right? Maybe Ranger Suarez, maybe looks like Christopher Sanchez, but before that, it was Cole Hamels, and like that was it. I'm not counting Brett Myers. Brett Myers was good for what 
he did for the Phillies coming up and, you know, for the 08 World Series and that run from 2007 to 2011. But I'm not, you're going to have to give up some of these players like Crawford's mentioned, Rojas is mentioned, McGarry, Abel, some of these other guys are mentioned and I don't want to part with them, not for Juan Soto. Because I'm okay with this lineup as it is currently constructed. If there was a need there in the outfield and for a big bat in this lineup, I don't think they need that. I'd rather go after another starting pitcher. Look, as far as the lineup goes, I'm cool with Cassianos out and right, even though his name has been involved in you know trade rumors. But I'm okay with Nick Cassianos and right. I'm good with Brandon Marsh in left field. I, I want to give him the shot to be the everyday left fielder. He's put up good offensive numbers since he's come to the Phils. Christian Pache and Rohan Rojas, I want to give them shots in center field. I'm cool with them hitting ninth because I trust the rest of the lineup with Harper and Stott and Trey Turner and Boom and Real Muto and all those guys that I mentioned at the outfield. I'm cool with the lineup as it is currently constructed. If anything, go get another uh, bench bat. I want another starting pitcher. I don't know if I'm ready to trust. I, I, I want some insurance there in the, in the rotation. Love Wheeler. I know it sounds like I hate Aaron Nola. I don't hate Aaron Nola, but I, I, I want some a little more security at the top of the rotation. I don't know if Ranger's there yet. I don't know if Christopher Sanchez is there yet. Taiwan Walker's fine as your five. But maybe, I don't know if they have a realistic shot at Yamamoto. I don't, I don't know if Blake Snell's really in the question. I mean, I would love Blake Snell as your number three. I mean, look, there's no cap in baseball. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with getting Blake Snell or somebody like that. But... Again, like I'm currently, I'm good with the, the lineup is currently constructed. Go after another pitcher. And plus, even if you had, even if you were going to trade for Juan Soto, you would have to also lock him up long term. I believe he's on arbitration right now. I could be wrong, but you would have to give Juan Soto. A long-term deal. He's looking for that. He's looking for that. What's his market deal? What's his market value? I'm going to look right now. So his market value is $33 million a year. It'd be 12 years, $400 million. And he's probably going to get more than that. Um, right now, he's on it's for arbi- set up for arbitration, right? So base salary would be $27 million. But you're going to have to lock him up. You're not going to trade all that away just to get Juan Soto. And I don't know. So I don't think it would be worth it. It wouldn't be worth it to trade for Juan Soto. Okay, it would not be worth it. I'm cool with what you got in the farm system right now, what you have coming up. That's exciting. It's really exciting. We haven't had that in a long time. And I just don't think it's they don't the Phillies don't need to. Okay? Because I I've I've seen some you know, I've seen people here and there talking about, oh, I would love Juan Soto. Yeah, well, look, I I'd rather have Soto over Trout, okay, if anything. But we don't need either. We don't need Soto, we don't need Trout. Go after another pitcher if you want to spend more money, if you want to trade for a pitcher, if it's like a Corbin Burns from Milwaukee or something like that, trade for a starting pitcher. You don't need to go out and trade for Juan Soto. I'd rather just keep the prospects we have right now. For a pitcher, we're talking different. Go get a Yamamoto. Go get somebody like that. That's a bit of a different story, okay? So no, I do not want Juan Soto, but I want to know from you out there. Let me know. What do you think? Do you want Juan Soto? Are you willing to part with like a Justin Crawford, a Mitch McGarry, a Mick Abel, 
any of these guys, Carlos De La Cruz, a- any of these, any of these young prospects, are you willing to part with any of these guys for a Juan Soto? So let me know out there at Rojas underscore media underscore on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts on that. So where does Juan Soto end up? I don't want to make take too much time on this because I know this is a Phillies podcast. Where does Juan Soto end up? The, the Yankees make the most sense to me. I actually, on the podcast I do with Nick Earnshaw, uh, The Shift, where we do an all MLB podcast, we talked about this. And at the time I said the Chicago Cubs, but I also read in that same article on the Baseball America, not saying this is the end-all be-all, but they all, the Cubs are a potential landing spot. This is a quote from the article. It will be hard to land Soto without including top pitching prospect Kate Horton, which they are not inclined to do. So maybe the Cubs are are out on Juan Soto. I initially said the Cubs just because of how you know good their farm system is. They're ranked number one right now according to Fangraphs. But the I'm actually probably going to go to the New York Yankees because maybe they don't part with Jason Dominguez and maybe they can get away with it. They can get away with like a Spencer Jones or anybody else um, that they have the young outfielders that they have in like an Estevan Florial or a Everson uh, Pereira or Piera, whatever you say it. The Yankees make the most sense probably for where Juan Soto goes. I don't think the Phillies will trade for Juan Soto, but you know, it was, I thought this was intriguing from this article and I'm, and I'm uh, interested in t- t- to hear from you guys out there what you think of that, of the potential. Would you trade for Juan Soto? Would you trade for him? That's all I'm saying. So that's that's it on Juan Soto. I don't think they will, but also it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on in the league. So look, this is an interesting, it's an interesting possibility, a hypothetical. So I want to know from you guys out there, should the Phillies trade for Juan Soto? Are you willing to trade or uh, part with some of these prospects? Now let's get to underappreciated Phillies. Let's continue the let's continue the series. So I gave you guys Scott Rowland. I'm like 99% sure I gave you guys Hector Neris. I don't know why I don't remember, but I can be forgetful of certain things. But I think the last time I did an underappreciated Phillies episode, pretty sure it was Hector a couple of weeks ago, but I could be wrong. So this time around, though. And I'm sure this isn't going to be a popular one. But I'm just saying, he's the all-time saves leader. And there's something to be said for him being the all-time saves leader and the collective numbers he put up in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform as a closer, albeit some bad years. And I know that's probably why we hated him too. Jonathan Papelbon. All-time saves leader. 123 saves. 123 saves. With the Philadelphia Phillies. And look, man, let's keep it real. You can say whatever you want about the crotch grab. He was productive when he was here. He was good. I don't have to get too much into the all-time saves leader thing. But, like, that's... Him being the all-time saves leader says something. Okay, I know save isn't the end-all, be-all stat. I don't think it's as important as it used to be. But it still means something. Because you can back it up by his other collective numbers. For the three and a half years that he was here, 231 ERA. It's good for a 167 ERA plus in 234 games, 204 games finished, 237 plus innings, a 285 FIP, and a B war of over seven. And that's pretty good for a reliever over three and a half seasons. 
seasons. He's a top five all-time in games finished in all-time Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Phillies franchise. And he did that in three and a half seasons. And then also, if those, and I really want to emphasize this too, if those, if those Phillies teams that he were on were good, we would like him. And I said potentially. That doesn't mean that I'm not saying, but there's potential there that we'd like him. Because we we know that when we win, we don't care. We don't care for the most part. You know, the Eagles won the Super Bowl and we like still hate Carson Wentz now because of the way it ended. But I guess that's like kind of an outlier. But look, I think I'm pretty sure Boston likes Jonathan Papelbon. He won a ring there. I mean, Jonathan Papelbon has proven to be a part of a winning team before. Those Red Sox teams in the mid to late 2000s were good. And then they won a World Series in 07. And Jonathan Papelbon was a part of that team. If those Phillies teams he were on from, what was it, 2012? 2012 to when he got traded 2015. Those teams weren't good. 2012, they were mediocre. And 2013, 2014, they had bad records. So if those teams were good, we would like him. I'm just saying, we would like him. And if he was putting up those numbers that he was putting up, there's potential, potential that we would like him. That's all I'm saying. One with Boston. If he was on the Phillies when they were good, they would. So, let me know from you out there. Again, on Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let me know, is Jonathan Papelbon underappreciated? I know, he grabbed the crotch, and he disrespected the Phillies fans. Totally get it. Totally get it, but I'm pretty sure something said, someone said something crazy to Papelbon in order to do that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But, I mean, Papelbon isn't a great guy. And he's, you know, at least from what I've seen in interviews from him, he doesn't seem like the greatest guy to be around. But you never know till you know, right? You never know till you really get to know somebody. So I'm not going to speak too much on that. I'm just saying from interviews and stuff like that. I don't, Papelbon doesn't seem like the, the nicest person to be around. But at the end of the day, like the numbers he put up while he was here, being a good closer, being the all-time saves leader, he's underappreciated. Tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. So Jonathan Papelbon, he is an all-time, or not an all-time, he's an underappreciated Philly. I don't know if he's all-time underappreciated Philly. But let me know who I should do next. Again, I've done Roland. I've potentially done Nearest, and I've done Papelbon. So let me know what your thoughts are on that. Let's get to around Major League Baseball. There were a lot of things happening. Two intriguing things that didn't necessarily happen, but there are some rumors. Blake Snell potentially really badly wants to go to wants to go to the Mariners. There was Mass Lives Chris Cotillo later post uh he posted on social media that Snell badly wants to pitch for the Mariners and this came on the heels of a radio appearance by the Seattle Times reporter Ryan Divish who stated that he thinks the Mariners are going to sign Blake Snell because he really wants to come home that's where Snell's from and they'll trade one of the young pitchers for a bat. So this is all according to MLB.com, uh, an article here that was updated yesterday. And also Dylan Cease. Apparently trade talks for him are intensifying. A deal could happen soon. And this, there's been a lot of rumors around Cease since the trade deadline. Didn't have the best season last year, especially off coming off the season before that where he was really good, was a Scion contender. 
And there's a report that the Braves could be on a long list of teams. This is according to J.P. Morosi from MLB Network. That the Braves are on a long list of teams showing interest in Dylan Cease. Uh, the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal reported on Tuesday that more than a dozen clubs have inquired about the 28-year-old. However, perhaps none is better positioned to acquire him than the Orioles. The Orioles have been a team that they went and got Jack Flaherty at the deadline. They're, somebody, they're a team that's, look, this year they're really going to be trying to contend, especially for the next couple of years, you know, as their window kind of comes into play here. But maybe Dylan Cease could go to the Orioles. would rather him go to the Orioles than the Atlanta Braves. So reports on Blake Snell and Dylan C's there surrounding rumors for the uh, the 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 elite pitchers there. Uh, so last thing here for around Major League Baseball deals that got done. Sonny Gray was I think Monday, but we'll mention it now uh, because I wasn't able to. Maybe I did mention it on Monday, but just reiterate to you: Sonny Gray signed with the Cardinals, three years, seventy-five million. He's somebody that I wanted the Phillies to initially sign, and not Aaron Nola. That's not what happened. Sonny Gray signs with the Cardinals, three years, seventy-five million. From yesterday, Cincinnati Reds signed Nick Martinez, who's with, who's been with San Diego, uh, to a two-year, twenty-six million dollar contract. Uh, they also signed Emilio Pagan. Uh, to a two-year, $16 million deal. Mets made a few deals. Joey Wendell, the former, former Miami Marlin, signs with the Mets. I believe that was a one-year deal. Also a one-year deal. Oh, I know this for a fact because I just read it. Luis Severino, a one-year, $13 million deal. So he goes from the New York Yankees. And stays in town with the New York Mets. Goes to Flushing. One-year, $13 million deal. Very intrigued to see what's going to happen with Severino if he can stay healthy. You seem to be one of the premier pitchers way back in 2017, 2018, before he got hurt and has been dealing with some injury problems. So Luis Severino, a one-year, $13 million deal. So those are the deals that I saw yesterday in Major League Baseball, and that's what to keep you updated on. This day in Philadelphia Philadelphia Phillies history, before I get you out of here, today in history uh, for November 30th, 1904. Phillies reorganized financially to dispose of old debts. Under the new organization, Bill Schetzlein is elected president, replacing James Potter, who joined the board of directors. Transactions on this day. Not much that happened on this day, but some transactions. In 1959, they selected Clay Dollarman, Darl Rimple, I think that's how you say his name, from the Brewers, and Bobby Malkmus from Denver in the Rule 5 draft. In 1964, they traded Vic Power to California for cash. In 66, they traded Daryl Knowles and cash to Washington for Don Locke. In 1970, they lost Bill Laxton to the Padres in the Rule 5 draft. In 1972, they traded Ken Sanders, Ken Reynolds, and Joe List to Minnesota for Cesar Tovar and Oscar Gamble and Roger Freed to Cleveland for Adele Unser and Terry Wedgwood. And in 2000, they signed free agent Raul Cormier and Brian Hunter, Brian R. Hunter. Uh, in 06, they signed free agent Adam Eaton. Definitely remember Adam Eaton well. It was not great. 2015, they claimed Michael Marriott off waivers from the Royals. And in 2021, they agreed to current Philadelphia right-hander uh, in the bullpen, Sir Anthony Dominguez, on a one-year contract. And lastly, born in the state, Mark Lewis in 69. 
the Flying Hawaiian, Shane Victorino in 80 and 87, Chase Anderson, who I was hoping would be a decent arm a couple of years ago for the Phils. But that's all I have today for you today in this Phils history. Let me know what you thought of the, think of a potential Soto deal for the Phillies. Let me know what you think about underappreciated Philly and Jonathan Papelbon. He is underappreciated. Tell me I'm wrong. So that's going to do it for me today, Francisco Rojas, uh, on Thursday, November 30th. I will talk to you guys uh, at the beginning of next week on Monday. See ya. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.